0: Your bibles let's go over back to the book of titus uh, now you can just notate these and go back and read them uh, as we're journeying through the scriptures and going through this study i do want you guys to be reading these scriptures uh, listening to the teaching reading the scriptures getting your own revelation and insight out of it uh, because that's how you continue to grow and develop in the word of god now as we begin to journey into this next part again i I feel like I say this quite often on my uh, podcast, but I wanted to keep it in the forefront of your mind that the word of God can change you. Okay, the word of God can change you. Now, we know that the word is Jesus. We do understand that. And so Jesus has the power to change and revolutionize and transform your life. But what also is that the word hides himself in the scriptures. He envelops himself. In the scriptures. He clothes himself in the scriptures. So the scriptures therefore have the power. To change and transform you. Watch this. This is the key though. As long as the scriptures point you back to the savior, as long as the scriptures point you back to God. It was one of the issues that Jesus had with the Pharisees and the Sadducees when he walked the earth. He said, y'all know the scriptures. You know them. You know Deuteronomy. You know Isaiah. You know the Psalms. You know the writings of Moses. You know the law. You know it all, but you are denying it because you're, you're not realizing that those very scriptures that you are honoring, they are pointing at me. And, 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 and I think where you can get off into error, is when you go to this stream and say every single word and verse in scriptures point to Jesus, uh, no, because the scripture that says Judas went and hung himself. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't... uh Point you to Jesus looking at the individual words, but it does point you to Jesus by looking at the message in the scriptures. So even that verse has a message in it. Judas Judas went and hung himself when he betrayed Jesus, when he denied Jesus, when he turned his back on Jesus, when he lost his allegiance to Jesus. What did that mean? Is the message in there is that there is no real life when you forfeit your allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not living life, you're not living life in its fullness, you're not living life in its abundance why because you betrayed jesus and when you betray him in your daily life what you're doing is really killing yourself and stopping yourself from moving in the abundant life of god you see that you see the difference in there it's not that every single word is pointing you to jesus but the scriptures have a message and all of the messages are pointing you to the beautiful face of the savior and so i want to keep that in the forefront of your mind as we are journeying through the scriptures All right, so let's go over to the book of Titus, and we're going to finish out chapter one this week uh, to keep moving right along here. Uh, We left off with verse nine, and we were drawing a parallel between church leadership and the wisdom of God. And I'm going to tell you, if you did not get that full teaching and you just got the podcast episode, you missed a lot of content uh, that is sure to change your life. I was uh, telling people at the end of that particular teaching, it, it felt like a coaching session. That I really was sitting out and coaching you through the wisdom of God regarding your life. So you want to get that uh, teaching. Now let's keep moving. Verse 10 here says, and I'm using the NRSV this week. Verse 10 says, there are also many rebellious people idle talkers and deceivers especially those of the circumcision all right let's look at this verse 10 what is Paul trying to tell Titus and how does this impact and affect our lives is that Paul is letting Titus know that when you go to this particular area when you are a part of this culture that you're building an embassy of heaven for You've got to come face to face with the fact that there are rebellious people in that area, in that in that uh, city, in that country. There are rebellious people. Now watch this. There cannot be rebellion if there is no established authority. you got to remember that. There cannot be rebellion if there is no established authority, which means by the time God calls something rebellion, it means that he has established authority. God has delegated it. God has said it. God has put it in place. And to rebel means you do not think that God's way is best. All right? That needs to be in your mind somewhere. Write it on the tablet of your heart. To rebel means that you secretly believe. That God's way is not best. It's how we all end up in rebellion. I myself have been guilty of moving in rebellion. And the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Because what is witchcraft? Witchcraft is trying to operate in around without God. It's when you're trying to manipulate and around without God. Is when you're trying to influence and around without God. And and Paul gives us even greater revelation in, in the book of Galatians and says witchcraft is really a work of the flesh. You're, you're, you're using your flesh to operate in something that you were never meant to operate in. And so what what are we saying with rebellion and witchcraft is that when you choose to say that God's way is not best, you are going to find yourself in witchcraft. Where There's witchcraft lifestyles, witchcraft thinking patterns, witchcraft behavior uh, uh, patterns, witchcraft in your emotions. Why? You're going to see the workings of witchcraft when you are not accepting that God's way is best. It's rebellion. It's rebellion. You've got to acknowledge, God, the authorities that you have placed in my life. And it starts as soon as you enter the planet. God God knows the power of authority. It is why he allows us to be born into it. When you are born into the world, you are born under the authority of somebody. You are born under the authority of somebody. Uh, and, And when you're born, whether you're born under the authority of your mother, your father, your guardian, your grandpa, whatever, you're born into authority. And rebellion means you think another way is better than the established authority. So what you've got to resolve when you are moving into being who God has called you to be, you've got to establish a fundamental belief that God's way is always best. Now, notice what I said and notice what I didn't say. You're not deciding that God's way always feels the best. You're not deciding that God's way always sounds the best. You're not even saying that you understand why God's way is always the best. But what you are saying is that I'm going to be resolved about the reality that God's way is best. Even when you look in the book of Judges, that entire book is about a nation choosing and deciding that God's way is not best. And every time you decide that, they always ended up in captivity. They always ended up in a bind. They always ended up in a pit. And it is no different in our lives. Rebellion is not cute. (laughs) Doing you and living your life is not safe. The safety for you is found in the center of the will and the way of God. Because you know what? The truth of the matter is, God's always going to get his will. God is going to have his will accomplished. He's the Alpha and Omega. So he already knows how this thing plays out. His will is going to be accomplished. The amen of God will be said at the end of the day. But whether or not you go his way is up to you. His will is going to be accomplished. But whether or not you go his way is determined by are you going to submit to the authority he's placed in your life. But, but he tells Titus, there are many rebellious people idle talkers and deceivers especially those of the circumcision he says you know where you're going to find these rebellious people these idle talkers these deceivers you're going to find them among the people of God among the circumcision this would have been the Jews this is what have been the people that had a relationship with God that people thought knew God the most were the closest to God he said those are the people that are rebellious why because those are the people that have been given life under my authority I've been their master. I've been their Lord. So the reason why they're in rebellion is because they are denying my authority. And you deny the authority of God by denouncing his way. By saying, I don't want to go that way. I don't want to go in that direction. I don't want to do this. God, I know that's what you're telling me to do, but I don't think that's best. As if we are smarter than the creator of the universe. <laughs> I mean, this this God has created galaxies and universes. And, and we haven't created one. And yet we think we can tell them what's best for our lives. You see, the, the stupidity of rebellion is that we think we're smarter than God. <laughs> it's the stupidity of it. But we've got to comply with the fact that God's way is best. Let's look at verse 11. They must be silenced. Since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for sordid gain. What is not right to teach. He said they've got to be silenced. These are practical things to do. What I'm helping you do this week is I'm helping you set your life up to move into the promises of God. That's essentially what we're trying to do. Is that God has a promise for you. God has an expected end for you. God has destiny for your life. He has a plan laid out for you. But in order for you to get there is you've got to go his way. His way is the safest path to destiny. And you've got to resolve that in your heart. You know, there are principles and beliefs that you've just got to resolve in your heart. Another one is is resolving in your heart. God cannot lie. So that when life hits you, when the rain comes and the wind blows and you're in the middle of the storm of your life, you've got to have some things that you're anchored in. You've got to be anchored in. I know what it looks and feels like, but God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Another thing you've got to be resolved in is God's way is best. And anybody or anything that is speaking into my life that's telling me to go a different way, my Bible is telling me I've got to silence it. Silence it. No, I can't hang out with you. If all you're going to do is support me going in the opposite dire- direction of God, then I can't go to coffee with you. I can't go out with you. I can't do that. I can't read that. I can't watch that. I can't. And it's not because I'm trying to live a restricted life. It's, it's because I'm trying to live the life that God has designed for me. And I believe that God's way is best. You see how we come back to the fundamental belief is God's way is best. No, I don't not do this, and I don't not walk down that path because, oh, I'm a Christian, and I can't have fun, and I can't live life, and I can't enjoy, and I can't do this, and it's boring. No, 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 no. We've got to look at it different. It is, I've got to look at it as, if God is telling me no, it's because no is what's best for me. Not no is handicapping me. The no is not imprisoning me. The no is not stifling me. The no is directing me. The no is directing me just as much as the yes is, <laughs> but the answers of God are all directing me into the best path for my life. All right. We've got to resolve that. But he says anything that's sending you off track, anything that's sending you in another direction, anything that's not got you in alignment with the will of God for your life and the way of God for your life, you need to silence it. Put a muzzle on it. All right silence that thing. Now, I want to help you understand uh, uh, something about silence. Something about silence I want you to hear. I want you to understand this. It means to prevent speech or to muzzle, all right, to stop the mouth, to prevent the speech. Watch this because everything in your life is based on words. I want you to grab a hold of that. Everything in your life is based on words, Everything about your belief system is based on words. You believe, for instance, we can break it down as simple as you believe that the color blue is blue because somebody told you that it was. (laughs) You believe that two plus two is four because somebody told you that it was. You believe that the sky is blue because somebody told you that it was. You know, you believe things because of what was said to you. Words shape your life. Words shape your belief system. Your belief system shapes your behavior. Your behavior is leading and guiding you on the path of life. Give that to you again. Words shape your belief system. Your belief system shapes your behavior. And your behavior is guiding you on the path of life. Which is why when God, when you say, God, I want to be led by you, God, I want to be directed by you, God, I need your guidance, God, I need your insight, where does he start? He starts with words, alright? That's why the Bible says in Amos, he's, God says, hey, when I want to do something in the earth, I do nothing unless I reveal it first to my servants who? The prophets, because what were they responsible for? The words of God. God starts everything with words. Hey family, were you enjoying that teaching? I hope you were, it is life changing and there's so much more that I have to share. I probably was teaching for about 45 minutes, but I was not able to share all of it on this podcast. If you want the full episode, click the link in the description and join my Patreon family so that you can get the full episode. And once you join, you're going to get full episodes every week. There's no way. Y'all know me. I love the Word of God. So I'm probably going to teach long every week, uh, no less than 45 minutes every week. If you want those full episodes, join my Patreon family so that you don't miss out on any of this good revelation. It is life-changing. It is life-transforming because it's all about the power of the Word. See y'all next week.